Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is now 1.30 in the morning, and you are listening to What I Learned From 70s Funk Music, brought to you by none other than the Arca V Network. I, myself, my name is Gavin, and I have here with me tonight my lovely, talented, funky brother. Go ahead and induce yourself, sir. My name is Mr. Senior Love Daddy, (laughs) popularly known as Noah Blanchard. That's right. My brother Noah has has decided to sit in with me yet again and tell everybody what he's learned from 70s funk music. Now, you might be asking yourself, what exactly is funk? Noah, what is the funk? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and transition out of this voice. Okay. Immediately. All right. Before we get super offensive and uh, turn off a lot of listeners. Because uh, we we are white. Uh, in case you were not aware, yes, we are two of the whitest white boys you will ever meet. But, yeah. but, even a white boy can play find, that funky music. Funk. Yeah, they can play that funky music. Yeah. In fact, um, before we get into this, I did. This is your show, but we got to talk about why we're really here, and that's our father. Yes, Mister Christopher Mark Blanchard. Oh, way to give his whole government name out there, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of him. Me too. People can look him up. Yeah. He's on Twitter. Not find any dirt. Hopefully not. What if he like, what? <laughs> what if he like killed a guy in the Air Force and we never knew? Oh, well, it's probably not like, I don't know. Redacted. <laughs> just pull up his file. Just says redacted. All right. This went down a path that I was not dark, dark, thinking dark I was going path. to. So our, our father, Christopher Blanchard, Pop as I like to call him. I call him Pops, too. Uh, he uh, grew up in Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia. Sorry, total side note. I've got to show you Fred Armisen's stand-up special. It's on Netflix right now. <laughs> I saw the trailer for it. I don't know if it's in the trailer or not, because I didn't even bother watching the trailer. We just watched it, because we love him. But when he goes through almost an entire map of the U.S., uh-huh. doing the accents for every single state... And even like cities within the states. Oh my god! Seamlessly transitioning between, dude, it is one of like the best five minutes of stand up I've seen in my entire life. Okay. You will be on the floor, especially when it gets to Virginia <laughs> and South Carolina. Okay. Oh my god! So go watch that. Shout out for the TV arc, I guess. I guess stand up special Netflix. We're calling Netflix TV arc. Whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, but anyways, he is from Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, and. He went to a our dad is not Fred Armisen. Our dad, yes, correct. (laughs) Not to confuse people, and he went to a predominantly African American high school, and he went to high school in the seventies. So that's where this comes from. That's where our funk influence, if you will, I attribute all of my R and B, rhythm and blues, soul, hip hop, funk, and yeah, early hip hop, really, even like beach music too. That all comes from dad. Well, the beach music's from mom as well. Yeah, yeah. But and beach music's a huge. We we got to do a beach music. What show I learned from point. beach music. That's done. You want to call it the next episode, dude? Let's do it. That'll just be one that'll be impossible for me to like nail down to ten. Yeah, it's gonna be so hard. 
but yeah, let's stake it in the ground. Because let's let's go ahead and say up front again, we'll get sidetracked even further. Huge response. To, yeah, uh, I was what surprised. I, from. I was surprised that country like I had a bunch of people. I don't know if they they like liked it on Instagram and and Twitter for thinking we were like you know oh yeah country music. And then they listened and were like, eh, but you told me the feed burner thing that like it's one of the most downloaded yeah, ones we've as had. Of right now it is the third most popular episode yeah. of the entire music arc, which has been downloaded over a hundred and seventy times. So thank you very much for that, people. And uh if you're not subscribed, go do that. And really, uh a review on iTunes would be amazing, people. There's a few uh, out there. I've seen a few. Again, yes, there are a handful, but the more we have actually logged, eventually we can actually get a star rating next to our show, which just helps with exposure, rankings, etc. Helps people find it more easily and makes us look just, you know, more legit in general. Yeah. So, yes, if you're enjoying all of this, please go rate, review. And again, if if you think this needs to be its own thing, completely separate from the music arc, uh, maybe we make it its own feed at some point. Yeah. But if you're liking just, you know... Getting different flavors on the music arc. We've got uh, Lost in the Folds, episode two up now as well from Mr. Sunshine Mayfield and Max Gongaware. And hopefully you're enjoying that every other Friday. So look forward to another one in two weeks, basically, by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So our dad is our main influence in this category. So I think what we found, though, is that he was our gateway, but to a lot of popular funk, if you will. Yeah. He and basically, a lot of the stuff, because I talked about it last night. I told him we were doing this. And, of course, he texted me a ton of bands because I was like, dude, you know all the stuff you like is in the, the 80s, right? And he's like, well, I mean, some of it's the 70s. I was like, dude, like, Lakeside is like 83. He said, no, 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 Lakeside's like 81 because I was listening to that before I went in the military. I was like, okay, all right, I got you. But I was like, like dude, all the... going to try and tell me from Lakeside? Yeah. But, yeah, Fantastic Voyage is like 81. But I kept this because I gave you gave you a topic. I said, you have these three choices. I think I gave you Southern Rock, 80s Britpop, and 70s Funk. And the text message I got back was 70s Funk, done and done. So <laughs> we're doing 70s Funk. Yeah. But Dad is a big influence. Hopefully this will get him to maybe want to talk about, like, his favorite stuff, we could do like another what I learned from 80s funk. Because, I mean, there's a ton of stuff in the 80s that is really good. But like I was telling you earlier, I think the big difference is that everything in the 80s has more of a synthesized computer-based feel with the technology that kind of came out of the 70s, synthesizers, the drum machines, all that. Whereas the 70s, you know, I feel like you got a whole band. And I want to go ahead and say this. I have a theory that sometime in the 60s, Jimi Hendrix visited Cleveland, Ohio. He met a young lady there, had a fun time with her, and this lady just so happened to work at the water sanitation factory or plant or whatever because something was in the water in Cleveland, Ohio. Because, like, there are a million bands that if you look at them, like, oh, hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So it's like you either had nothing but, like, football and basketball or funk music. Like, that's the only thing that, you know, that comes out of Cleveland in the 70s. It's nothing but funk music. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna, I don't want to say it's the funk capital of the world, but I'm pretty sure nine out of ten bands 
came from funk. <laughs> we talk about that one concert that like everybody went to in the 70s and like they became punk rockers or rock and rollers or whatever. Again, I think Hendrix just kind of like visited in the 60s. Something got in the water and bam, you have all these funk bands. So I said it at the that's, beginning. What is the f- one one theory? Yeah. Or one take. Other yeah. people would just say it's just James Brown. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's basically. And I'll go ahead and say up front, no James Brown songs on my list because to me, this is like the the equivalent of Johnny Cash on our previous list, which yeah. is like I could do an entire list of James Brown songs. We well, can do what I learned from and James there's, Brown. There's a handful of other artists who I'll shout out who it's like you're gonna be shocked a handful that I don't have on here. Yeah. And I think we'll get into a lot of debate over. Can you call it what? funk or not? And I, that's the thing, though, is I think a lot of things can be called funk, but might be overwhelmed by, say, our, the R&B side of things, yeah. the soul side of things. And disco is also very heavily entwined with funk. Yeah. And so I definitely tried to steer towards ones that are kind of unequivocal. Me too. For sure. But I think it is, it's a broad genre. And so we kind of said 70s funk. I managed to keep my, my top 10 down to just 70s but good deal. you said you got some 80s uh you had basically a whole other list of 80s that you could have done oh yeah definitely so we can definitely talk through those because i don't know if it warrants an entire other episode oh i think it could we'll, we'll see so yeah. without further ado let's fucking kick this thing off. all right man. and one thing i want to do when we get done is we need to come up with a formula for it because i feel like there's lots of different ideas about what it is but i feel like right now i'm thinking you know it's like you know Three parts rhythm and blues, a dash of soul, a little pinch of rock and roll, and maybe just a tad bit of rhythm and uh, like a swing section, like a full band. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with a perfect formula on how to have a funk band. Okay. Okay? All right. So go ahead and give me your number 10, the number 10 thing you learned from funk music. 70s number 10 funk thing music. I learned from 70s funk music is that sometimes... You just, you gotta slide, man. (laughs) Slide. Slide. (laughs) Slide. I'm talking about Slide. Uh, Okay. From the band Slave. Yes. From the album Slave. uh, From 1977. content to pull from here this is at my number 10 because it's one i've discovered more recently uh i'll go ahead and shout out right here and there's a couple that'll play into this but uh my girlfriend the lovely veronica is a huge funk music fan in general (laughs) that's one of the things we bonded on very early and this is one that was like one of her favorites that i've like i've heard it but I wasn't like super familiar with it until the last several months where I've been, you know, 
It, it comes up pretty often when we're flipping through Spotify together. So, uh, yeah, it's just super groovy. Again, not a lot of lyrical content. I think you could boil this one down to like three paragraphs of lyrics, but uh, yeah, slide. And I wanted to put something, you know, you, you, you thought I might be going, you got to slide, slide, slippity slide. Forget, Forget about, about your troubles, troubles in your 9 to 5. And just sail along. But um, that is an 80s song. As it you is. just pointed out. And I decided to cut uh, Lakeside off the list, even though I know Dad must be like throwing his headphones down in disgust. And be careful, Dad, because I don't want you to catch them in the lawnmower if you're if you're mowing the grass while you're listening to this. It's uh But you really February. should listen to this one while you're just... Yeah, it is February. <laughs> There's just no need to cut grass right now. Uh, I hope he listens to the music ones like, you know... With good headphones. Or when I caught when I caught him listening to the country one of my birthdays. He still hasn't said a thing to me about the country one. No, he liked it. He thought it was funny. Oh, on that note. Yeah. I get a call the other night. I'm about to sit down to a fabulous dinner at uh, Swig and Swine, local barbecue joint around here. It's fantastic. Shout out to Swig and Swine. Sponsoring this episode, whether they know it or not. Um also sponsored by Hardee's, apparently. <laughs> Gavin has chosen to... And Jim Beam makes his beverage in. Yeah, Jim Beam, not not too funky, man. No. I'm drinking, like, I'm drinking a funky beer. Was it Shout Western? out to Sierra Nevada, a, also okay. who I would love a sponsorship from. Asheville, right? Uh, I'm drinking... They do have a brewery in Asheville. They're also in Chico, California as well. Oh, okay. Chico, um, that works. Sierra Nevada, Otrevez. Shout out, if you, if you like sour beers, which I do... Sierra Nevada Otrevez, one of the most easy-drinking beers on the face of the planet, and it's got a lot of funk in there, a lot of sourness. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You get a call, you're so at a barbecue we joint. All, we got all the alcohol plugs out of the way. Yeah. Fast food. Uh, yeah. Where was I going with this? <laughs> the barbecue joint. Oh. <laughs> sit sit down to Swig and Swine. Dad calls me. So I, I don't answer. I text him, like, you know, what's up? Like, just sat down at dinner. Says, call me after. And I'm I'm like, oh, God, I hope this is not bad news, you know. It always kinda, is. I hate Kind of stressing it, but also trying to enjoy the meal and everything. Fabulous meal, as always. Walk out. Give him a call as I'm walking to the car. Hey, Pop, what's up? Long pause. Chris Stapleton. <laughs> Yeah, I had this like, guy. Is there a question mark at the end of that statement? I was like, you know, how do I feel about him as a, as a person? Do, do I like I know that new about Justin him? Timberlake like, joint he has? What's yeah, up? Like, and he was like, well, you know, you know, what do you, what do you think of him? I was like, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't, you know, I haven't listened to a ton, but what I've heard, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. And he's like, he's, he's coming to Columbia. I was like, I, I know, I've seen. A lot of people posted about it on Facebook that they're going. He said, well, what would you think about that? I was like, I think I'd be down to sit through that. And he's like, well, don't, I mean, you know, don't, don't get too excited. And I was like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that at all. It's like, no, Pop, I'm totally down. He was like, October 25th. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll be there. So apparently we're going to see Chris Stapleton. I don't know if I just ruined that for you, if it was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> if I no, did, I'll I'm tell sorry. You, I will tell you this real quick, and then we got to get back to the funk. So I go over to see them Super Bowl Sunday, and I tell them about how, like, you know, the music arc and all that stuff was going. And Dad goes, you ever, uh, 
you ever bought tickets at the Colonial Life Arena? I'm like, yeah, man, I've bought them for you before. Well, no, no, I mean for like like concerts. I'm like, well, no. What's the difference? What's the difference, man? <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, you know, Chris Stapleton's coming to Colonial Life Arena. I was like, oh, yeah, with Marty Stewart. He's what? I was like, yeah, Marty Stewart's opening for him. Really? I said, yeah, have you not seen? So, like, I pull up the tour date. Yeah, see, Marty Stewart's going to be in with him. He's like, we love Marty Stewart. We go to his, like, midnight jam all the time. I'm like, all right. So we go on talking about this and stuff and go back inside. I'm talking to him about it. And I decide, I ask her, have you heard the country? And she goes, no, your dad's listened to it, but I need to. I was like, let me just play you this. And I played her the last outro. You talking about the Mata Hatchet and the da, 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 all that stuff, and she is dying. Like she is just laughing hysterically, and I was like, "Okay, well, we have to do Southern Rock at some point just for you to get back on that voice." Oh yeah, yeah. So but I definitely, I, I think Beach Music up next for sure. Yeah, we'll do that next. But Southern Rock definitely on the docket. Yeah. Let us know your suggestions. The Archive at Gmail dot com or shout at Gavin at Gingerbeardman on Instagram. And Star Lord, bro. All right, so I am glad that you Handling kept... Handling your own plugs on your own show. Yeah, thanks, brother. I like the assist. I can pick it up. Yeah, you know what? Throw me the alley-oop. I got it. You're uh, number 10. My number 10? Jesus Christ, we're... We're 30 minutes in, and we still haven't gotten to the number 9. Not quite 30 minutes, yeah. yeah. All Go right, ahead, so brother. I'm glad you went instrumental, because my number nine, number 10 thing, there's not a lot to glean from it, but it is Maggot Brain by Funkadelic. Is that on your list? No, it is not. But uh, it will not be the last we hear from Funkadelic yeah. and or Parliament and or Mr. George Clinton. Yeah. Just so you're aware, George Clinton and Parliament, Funkadelic, Funkadelic, Parliament. There's we like three different bands. We could do an entire bands. podcast on just explaining to you the differentiations. But let's just all think of it as I believe what it exists as now, which is George Clinton's Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. It and encompasses all of them. It was essentially, if I understand it correctly, it was a way to kind of, I'm going to equate something. If this is like totally doesn't make any sense, I'll probably cut it out. In the 80s, for video games, you were only allowed to put out so many titles as a major studio. It's the same reason Richard, so, Richard Bachman is so, Stephen King. Exactly. Yeah. So Nintendo, you know, created a bunch of like sub companies to release more like mainstream titles. Yeah. And yes, the same concept with an author or whatever. They're only going to put out so many with your name on it. Whatever. As I understand it, it was essentially a way for George Clinton to like have his fingers and like as many different projects going as possible at that time without like you know overlap. So yeah. you had Funkadelic, you had Parliament, you had George Clinton as a solo entity. Yeah. Like all of these things operate. And as the legend goes, he gave his guitar player acid and said, "Imagine that his mother had been murdered." But then finding out that she actually wasn't, and then this is what came from it. And a lot of people talk about the, this specific. I think it's Eric Manzel is his name. Maybe I have the name wrong. That he is kind of like the only person that could play it because, like, they said George Clinton could like hear it and like faded out other music and instruments behind him because it's recorded live. And the the legend also is that the song Maggot Brain comes from the fact that George Clinton found his brother dead. In a Chicago apartment with in you know, Maggot Brand, you can kind of guess where that goes from. That's a legend, but a lot of instrumentals, nothing I can learn from it other than Mother Earth has what is it three times she's she's died three times or been reborn three times. Um, so I guess I put it on here as number ten as like an intro to like what funk is. It's a lot of just instrumental guitar. 
very reminiscent of Jimi Hendrix, but coming out in 71, you can get the idea that it's like kind of feeling what was going on in the 60s kind of leading up to this, and this is kind of where Parliament's at, and fun- or Funkadelic is at, starting out the, the swinging 70s, as they call it. So, anyway, give me your number nine. The number nine thing that I learned from funk music is that Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, Gavin, all he left us was alone. Papa was a rolling stone. Specifically, the Temptations version. Production is incredible on it. It's got a great, like, wow, wow. Um, incredibly atmospheric it's one of their latest hits uh, and it had been recorded a handful of times yeah everybody's uh, probably thinking Brian, James Brown but did he record one possibly I'm honestly not sure but the Temptations were, that's the one I think of uh, recently repopularized in the consciousness uh, via Big Little Lies on HBO which used it uh, in one of its early teasers and uses it within the show proper very effectively and it's just it's a great funky like slow building groove and it's a little you know it's a little maybe more solar r&b yeah but you will find pretty much any list of like the greatest funk songs of all time they throw it in there this is one that you know might be on the fence maybe that's why it's around my number nine and again i want to reiterate as we did on the country music cast these are not my favorite funk songs as they're ordered. Uh, this is just a collection of songs that I really like that gave us a fun way to approach them lyrically, which is sometimes really hard to do with funk music is what I found. Yeah. There's not a lot to pull from it, but there is a, there is a lesson in everything. And, and we'll get into some more deeper ones, if you will. But, you know, Papa Roll was, was Rolling Stone. It seems... Again, the fact that it has been recorded many, many times, it feels like an old, you know, folk story or spiritual or anything that's like, you know, a tale as old as time, essentially. So. The song is old as rhyme, right? Yeah. Okay. Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. <laughs> thing I learned from country uh, country music shit I'm wanting to go back to the number nine thing I learned from funk music is that um when everybody's kung fu fighting those cats are fast as lightning in fact it's a little bit frightening when everybody is kung fu fighting kung fu fighting Carl Douglas 
Classic. Classic gimmick song. Didn't Classic. even occur to me necessarily as a funk song. I adore this song. Yeah. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with I just, it's on every list. He, he's considered more soul, but I just. Sure. And it was a novelty song, yeah. but it's a great novelty song. Yeah. I, I love the production on it. Me too. Um, it's got all the thing, everything you talk about encompassing with the 70s music when you're talking I'm about like Christmas and all that. Because now I get to listen to it when I mix it. Yeah, episode. there you go. I love that song so much. I specifically love the, uh, the way it is used in Bowfinger. Of course, yes, it's a even though they do up-tempo like remix. Like remix at the very end. I think it's yeah. an in-trance remix. Like I think in-trance remixed everything in the nineties. <laughs> do you think I'm sexy? Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Bowfinger. I think a lot of these, like, a lot of movie usage across yeah. a lot of these. But okay, all right, all right. So you're number eight. My number eight. Uh, I learned a little something about money, Gavin. What'd you learn? Some people got to have it. Some people really need it. For the love of money, Gavin, people will steal from their own mother. <laughs> For the love of money, Gavin, people will rob their own brother. I would never, never do that to you. I just want you to know that. Okay. But uh, the ultimate anti-capitalist Anthem uh, from the OJs for the love of money. <laughs> okay. Which is how it's used. I mean, everybody, people love to use the intro in things, but you very rarely get to the body of the song, which is, I mean, very, you know, about the haves and the have nots. And like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't lust after the almighty dollar. That's uh, from 1974. Again, a little cliche. You may be like, come on, man. Of course you're going to have this on your list. And yeah, of course I'm going to have this on my list because it's a great, great song. Um, 
I, I feel like we're trying to pull a pop culture reference for every one of them at this point. Of course, people will think of it as the maybe the intro music for The Apprentice, but fuck that show. Yeah, fuck that show. Um, I'm going to go with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Uncle Phil jamming to this, not knowing that he's being watched? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, great scene. Great scene. God, that show's so great. That's a, I don't really have anything else more to offer okay. on that one, so let's let's just keep rolling through, brother. My number, number eight. My number eight thing that I learned from 70s funk is, your love is like a roller coaster, baby, baby. I want to ride. Love roller coaster. The Ohio, the Ohio players. Wonder where they're from in Ohio. Could it be Cleveland? Don't know. The legend, the rumor, is that like someone screaming on the beginning of it at some point is actually someone dying in the recording studio or something like that. There's some weird superstition, like folk and, and legend. Paul is dead and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. but like you can hear, like yeah. Well, and there's a midget hanging in the um, excuse me, little person hanging in the Wizard of Oz. Anyway, um, Love Roller Coaster. People probably know the Chili Peppers version, but this was originally recorded with the Ohio. Ohio players. I'm getting that right, right? It is the Ohio players. You're asking me. It's on your list. Yeah. I think it's the Ohio oh, players. Check. Yep. Ohio players. Yeah. Okay. So um, just, you know, really, I don't know. I feel like it was used. the When I first heard it, I heard the Chili Peppers version in the Beavis and Butthead Do America trailer. And then I remember it being on a 70s compilation cd i picked up at best buy which is currently in veronica's car by the way oh okay um so yeah um just a you know it's just you know your love is like a roller coaster baby i want i want to ride it um yeah that's i don't know if that's something you want to say to a, a woman in this day and age i don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore i don't even know if you're allowed to say hello hi how you doing you look nice but nonetheless in the 70s you could tell a girl that her love was like a roller coaster and you wanted to ride it. So that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Okay. Good pick. Thank you. I enjoy it. All right. Number seven for you. I'm going to keep things uh, sexual in nature. Okay. I, you know, I just learned that Belgians can make some sexy ass music, dude. There's no real lyrics here, but uh, Jungle Fever. By the Shakachas. I'm really st- struggling with that name. I need to see somebody write it out phonetically. Uh, a little vague on this one. 1970, 71, 72. Sound, I think so. Uh, it charts in 72. The number 
uh, 51 most popular song in 1972. Um, and it was infamously banned by the BBC. Ooh. Too damn sexy. Um, are you familiar with this one? I think I've heard is it. Is it like coming into your head right now? I think I've heard it's uh, uh, famously it? used in pop culture in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Uh, very early on in the scene where Roller Girl is commissioned to go uh, scope out Dirk Diggler. Well, it's not Dirk Diggler at that point, but go scope out Marky Mark's package. Yeah. Uh, in the restaurant or in the kitchen of the bar. Anyways. So, very memorably used in that, and also used in a trailer for, I want to say, GTA San Andreas, and or 4, I forget, but it's, and you slowly have uh, a woman essentially orgasming over the course of the song. Nice! And, uh, yeah, a lot of muttering in what I believe is Spanish, I'm quite sure. Belgian, but conceived by basically a bunch of Belgian uh, session musicians. Hmm. Uh, written by a guy named Roland Kluger, who went by Bill Ader, as if that was a less weird name. Uh, that's what he's credited as on here. But yeah, it's a, it's just a great instrument. If if you're just cruising in traffic, and you just you know you're gonna be taking it slow for a little bit, it's just a great like drive and vibe song dude it, it's awesome it has a nice like steady build to it really nice horn section in there and uh yeah, would, it's would awesome. you would you play it after you go get your car washed at the car wash possibly and just you know are you trying to segue no i'm not oh, okay. but i can keep it sexy if you want to do that because my number seven, seven is um the seventh thing i learned is that you know sometimes you just gotta do a little dance Make a little love. Basically, just get down tonight. So, get down tonight. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Okay. brings up one that i'm like casey and the sunshine band absolutely love them every big single uh all specifically shout out uh what's the they're kind of their final hit which has come back into circulation give it up was in the set was in the give 80s it up, thank you yeah fantastic song dude perfect uh but i love all of their stuff but for me they're a little they're a little more disco than they are funk for yeah. being real here brother but this one yeah, come on, man. You're doing the intro to fucking. No, I am doing the play that wild funky cherry. music. That is wild You're cherry. Shit, what am I doing? Play that funky music, um, boy, boy. Once I was a, a no. What you could even you could maybe get away with boogie shoes. You don't even know this one. 
I do because it's it starts off the version I have starts off and it's like the needle scratching. This that guitar in the opening though, baby, babe, yeah. let's get together. I'm not, honey, again, hun. I'm not me and you. Argue. Come on, man. Argue you fiercely on this. One I'll argue. I okay, I'll bands. give you this. They're more of a disco act. Disco was their friend. Their lead singer talks about disco dying, kind of killing the band. For sure. But this song to me. It's been on every funk list I've listened to, or listened to, read, and it just, it kind of encapsulates one of those seven funky 70s songs about getting it on. There's plenty of them. This one just happens to be by, you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band. So, that's my number seven. Get down tonight. All right. Okay. My number six thing that I learned from funk music is that Gavin... When you believe in things that you don't understand, then you suffer. And superstition ain't the way. Stevie Wonder from his 15th studio album, <laughs> Talking Book, released in 1972. One of the most prolific artists of all time. Uh, say what you will about his latter day output. This is one of those that I feel like kind of mainstreamed funk for people yeah. early on. Uh, Obviously a huge radio hit, and I, I mean, it, it doesn't get funkier than the opening. Of oh, no. Fantastic vocal. Uh, obviously, just, you know, I guess the lesson to be learned, don't, you know, don't be superstitious. Yes. Just don't. I was going to put, <laughs> I was going to put I wish on this list, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't. And again, Stevie's somebody who could have his own separate list, and... Is somebody who, I you know, I'm not that well versed in him. I know that he's kind. Of, he honestly, even for as mainstream and well known as he is, he's one of those musicians. Musicians that I find a lot of people like when I hear Questlove talk about what he likes about Stevie Wonder and like his output in the '70s specifically. Like it makes me go like, I feel like there's this whole era of him you that miss, I completely yeah. missed. And I really need to do more investigating into because I'm sure I could have pulled you like 10, 15 other like super funky songs by Stevie Wonder that have a, uh, you know, a more clear 
or not clear message, but you know, something more deep I could pull, maybe. Yeah, you got but Living for the City, you got Pastime Paradise, Living you got... for the City, again, one of those that feels so like ingrained, it's so in, soulful, like, old school soul that I don't think of it as a funk song, but again, it's a it is a broad category. But I wanted to get him on here, and to me, this is you can maybe point to higher ground, but for me, Superstition, literally, just the intro alone is like the funkiest he's ever been, yeah. As far as I know, and I'm sure somebody can shout at me right now and be like, no, dude, go listen to this. And please do, again, let me know, because Stevie Wonder, definitely somebody who I need to properly reassess. Your number six. Is uh, the number six thing that I learned from funk music is that um, Cisco drank the whiskey, Poncho drank the wine. Is the Cisco Kid by the band War. I something. Cisco Kid was a friend of mine. I kind of singing it i hope you weren't operating your vehicle i was parked was, okay yeah just make it never sure. made it to social media so no Safety one can make first it. yeah and teamwork as yeah. always um yeah did war make right. your list at all uh war did not definitely definitely honorable mention yeah for sure uh you know i only tried to go with a handful of more i mean that's that's a huge chunk of funk music which is it's kind of weird that we were like something that's so lyrically driven as yeah. far as the what you learn from for a genre that is all about the grooves and the sounds of things for the most part. Well, see, that's the thing. Like what I learned, country music came up when I did the country music is because they're all essentially story songs. So there is something to take from and make fun Lesson of. Lesson learned in music. Yeah. With, yeah, with funk, it's more of like the, you know, just the feel of, yeah, you can use lyrics for that. Yeah. But you still, inherently with funk, whatever, whether you learn something you don't, you're still having a good time. You're still getting down. You're still grooving. Absolutely. I tried to do a decent mix of what I felt like were, quote-unquote, party or feel-good songs. Yes. And also ones that had a little bit more of a social consciousness, which leads me into my number five thing that I learned from funk music. Is that the revolution will not be televised. Good job. Good good point. The revolution will be live. Mr. Gil Scott Heron... uh, this was originally recorded in 1970, uh, based off of his poetry, of course. But the version that most people are going to know was later recorded in 1971 with a full band and kind of proper production to it. And it's just, it's a fantastic piece of writing and delivery, and it's funky as hell. 
uh, probably the most lyrically driven song on my entire list. And I mean, I could run through them and tell you about all of the different things that you learn that the revolution will not be. But uh, just go go listen to it for yourself. If you haven't heard this song in a while, um, it is fantastic. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. That's my number five. The revolution will not be televised by Mr. Gil Scott Heron. The number five thing that I learned from funk music is that uh, most of all, he needs the funk. Help him find the funk. Flashlight by Parliament. Table. Put it on the table. Noah is giving me the hand to table. We will table my number five. Go on to your number four, sir. Number four thing I learned is that time has been lost in trying. We've been left outside, Gavin. Looking at passions dying, emotions grow strong all the time. But it's all right. We can still go on. self-titled album from 1972. Again, the song's called Bra, B-R-A. Okay? And again, very, very instrumentally driven, very repetitive. Uh, kind of goes back to this refrain of, but it's all right, we can still go on. And it's essentially kind of a... This is a post-civil rights movement, but still at a time when, you know, obviously... In the world and just political activism taking place. And it's kind of a we shall overcome, if you will, of you know, regardless of what the odds are, uh, you gotta keep striving forward and we can still go on. 
but presented with a very, you know, boisterous uh, party vibe to it almost. And I actually, this was one of the first albums I consciously bought on vinyl because I became obsessed with this song specifically, uh, mainly thanks to Mr. Spike Lee. And I originally heard it in 25th Hour, the Edward Norton joint, uh, famously used in the the club scene uh, after Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, attempts to make a move on his student, played by Anna Paquin, and... Anyways, very memorably used there, but he also uses it in Crooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, earlier film. And so that's where I first became aware of it, but I became obsessed with the song. This was right when I, I still had uh, Aunt Susan's record player when it was still in working condition that she had oh, given yeah. me. And so I was like, yeah, I was buying vinyl offline all the time. And yeah, I had a Simon D vinyl. And yeah, one of, one of my favorite songs, great groovy songs, got a lot of like start and stop aspects to it kind of slow down you know mid-tempo groove sections and then just like kicks right back in uh another great driving song great like throw this on at a party man i feel like people you know are semi from some people may have been like oh i've heard this before but you know it's it's a little bit of a deep cut i feel like it's gotten a little more popular just in the consciousness over the last several years but I, i absolutely love it go check this out all right. So the number four thing that I learned from from funk music is that when you're uh, you're gonna go out dancing, you just gotta dance and shout and shake your body down to the ground. Really? Yeah. Okay. By the Jacksons. Okay. It's just called uh, the Jacksons. Yeah, shake your body. It's not the Jackson Five. See, that's the thing. In the seventies, they rebranded themselves as the Jacksons. But they, this is still with Michael at the helm. Yeah, Michael is still at the helm. This is this right is before. This is pre off the wall. Um, and everybody's still there. Uh, on the, I don't know what year. I, I think it's Destiny is the album. Shake your body down to the ground. Let's dance. Let's shout. Um, I was gonna do Correct. Dancing Machine. But pretty funky song. That is pretty funky, but like I feel like dancing, that was dancing, dancing. Yeah, like somebody's doing doing the robot in there and everything. And then there's of course there's blaming on the Dude, boogie. That has one of my favorite bass lines of all time though. Do you know why that do you know uh, that is the Dude, one the fact that they could hit that while doing like oh yeah. god. Fantastic performers. Every single one of them. Yes. That is why I love the movie Drumline. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. The when they're doing the, it's I think it's I don't know if it's DMX, but they break down that bass line from it into a you know a drum line. Uh, this also has blaming on the boogie on it. That to me is more poppy, more eh, disco ish, because he talks about being in a disco. But shake your body down to the ground. I wanted to do can you feel it because that's very funky to me too. But that is after nineteen eighty. Because that is one, probably one of the last big hits they had before he basically said, listen, guys, I got to do my own thing. And uh, became, you know, the king of pop. But, uh, but yeah, shake your body down to the ground. Dance and shout. That's, you know, that's what you got to do. I mean, the king of pop is telling you to do so. Might as well listen, right? I can dig it. Yeah.
That's what we got. We got to do what I learned from Michael Jackson too, dude. The list just keeps on growing. Yeah. I love how you're just stealing all these topics away from the music arc proper. You know, we could just do a top ten favorite Michael. Jackson oh, I've been songs. trying to get you to do that for a while. Michael Jackson specifically. Yeah. I didn't know that was on the table. All right. Oh, excuse me. Well, you know, I I said you'd hear from him again. Uh, so let's just let's just get back into it. My number three thing that I learned from funk music is that Gavin, she was not just knee-deep, she was totally deep when she did The Freak With Me. But was it neat? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I... Did you also know she did the jerk? But it didn't work. No. It wasn't funky no more? She did the monkey. Oh. But it wasn't funky no more. And the chicken wasn't picking. I just wanted to make sure you knew all of that. But most importantly, the chicken wasn't picking. Never listen up, beat. Yeah. Boy, was it neat. Yeah, not just me deep, she was totally deep when she did the freak with me. Never missing a beat, yeah. Boy, was in need, yeah. The girl's a freak, the girl never misses a beat, yeah, yeah. It didn't twerk, no. It wasn't fucking no more. But and what you're telling me is it oh you tell me all that to tell me that it was not just knee deep, it was totally deep when she did the freak with you. Yes. Okay. So I already said that as and much. What yes. is this and who what is this girl? <laughs> She's the freak of the week. Why do we keep reading these lyrics like we're Christopher Walken? I don't know. <laughs> she's this is literally every episode we got. She's we'll do the, the freak of the week where we can do characters the whole time. Yeah. It would be offensive to be doing. <laughs> it really would. As bad as it is, yeah. I mean, I kind of want to. just... I hope people make it past that intro. <laughs> Me too. I kind of want to like regretting. Kind of want to wrap this up, <laughs> and I can. <laughs> Love Daddy. I I mean, I know you want to do TV arc after this, but I kind of want to just throw together Southern Rock songs just to talk like that again. We can do it tomorrow morning, dude. But I like to at least brainstorm these a little bit because I need to like I need the time to look at the lyrics themselves and see like what the best section to pull is. Gotcha. But yeah, it's sorry. Excuse me. It's parentheses, not just knee deep from Funkadelic. What album is this on? This is on Uncle Jam. Wants You from Wait. 1979. God, I could not okay. find the year. Now, I kept course, thinking this was an the, 80s one. The version that we are most familiar with, mm-hmm. George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic brand in the 90s paired with, with some... Uh, digital some Underground? Album. Not just Digital Underground. If you ever listen, Have you ever sat and listened to that whole album? Mm-mm. It's George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic featuring... All of the big names. You've got Q-Tip. You've got like pretty much everybody from Tribe across all those. Are they just recording Buster old Parliament songs? A couple, huh? 
Are they just re-recording old Parliament songs? Yeah. That is, dude, I've never... on top. It's like, we've, of course, heard Knee Deep or Freak of the Week as we probably knew it as kids or thought of it from the Good Burger soundtrack. Yes. And tying it to pop culture. That had mint condition on it, too. Yes. And, of course, you do have um, Humpty from Digital Underground. Yes. Um, doing his whole thing. He's the main feature on that. Go check out that version as well. Because the he's, original, um, he's, not he's, just Knee Deep. On that version, he's um, long. This, yeah, this is a funk jam, people. Because on that version you're talking about, he's pumping it up to Brother George because he can. Yeah, right. Pumping him up with Brother George because I can. Yeah, dude, that is a perfect Humpty. Yeah. God, you gotta do. You have to do an outro. We about to hum or not? So I got the big round. No, so I got the big round. No, so I, I got, got the, the burgundy flows. I keep working me show up, and everybody stops and stares. I get funky because we never ever get away from the man with the colored hair. I'm on a D to turn up the CD because CD can It's so turn up the CD because knee deep will ever never go never. So turn up the CD because knee deep will never ever go nowhere. Now give so us, give a, us pound. a pound. The, the digital, digital underground, underground is, is out of here. here. But uh, my number three, uh, not just knee deep, from Funkadelic. Your number three. Well, I've learned the number three thing I learned from uh, funk music is that if you're just not feeling it, if you're not down with it, you just gotta get up off of that thing and dance till you feel better. The godfather of soul, mind you, yes, but in this case... The architect the, of funk? The architect of funk, Mr. James Brown. If nobody's ever said that, I want to copyright Noah Blanchard, the Arc of E Network. The architect of... You <laughs> said throw, throw <laughs> Arc in there, didn't you? Arc. Architect. Architect of uh, funk. Glad you threw him on here again. Only reason I, I steered away from Mr. JB. The other person I should mention, because it's not going to really come up in the rest of this... Uh, Curtis Mayfield yeah, uh, was a big one for me where I was just like, I could do an entire top 10 of favorite Curtis Mayfield songs. He's one of my favorite artists of all time. And it, it bleeds into R&B, psychedelic soul, uh, which people consider its own subgenre. Uh, and of course he had a long storied career, much like Stevie Wonder, where he transitioned into many different musical genres, also in the same way that Marvin Gaye did. Uh, sorry for whatever asshole is in my apartment complex at the moment, revving his engine. It is uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and there is no need for that. Uh, yeah, that was your number three, sorry? Yeah, that was my number three. Okay. Any anything? Any other thoughts? Sorry. Oh, you, no, that, I just, that car I totally just, I think off. of, I, when I think of that, I think if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna start a funk show, I'm gonna start it with, with Maggot Brain. But as everybody's kind of sitting there like, what is this? I'm going to hit him with James Brown if I'm DJing. And it's, you know, get up off that thing. Dance to you feel better. If you're a 90s kid, you totally know from Harriet the Spy. Maybe you could help me because I was trying to figure it out. What is the, the James Brown song? I, it might just be I Got It. I don't know if that's the title of the song or not. But it has the one of my favorite breakdowns in it. But it's the baby, 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 baby. I got the feeling. Was that it? No. I, I'm it not might sure. be. There's. Uh, he is one of those artists too. A lot of them kind of bleed together. If I'm being honest, there's there's standouts, of course, but there's a handful that like you kind of get all the melodies mixed up in your head. Yeah. Um, is he? Um. Is it the one where he comes? He starts talking about he's back on stage, and they they bring they bring him out in the intro, 
Like you can hear it. I I think I know what you're talking about. I think that's I got it. Um, I want to something about feel like a sex machine or something like that in the title. Okay, I can't remember though. But yeah, the fantastic pick. He he should be on here somewhere in the same way that like Stevie definitely had to be on here somewhere. Even though you don't necessarily think of them as outright funk artists, they got funky for a time. And yeah. again, James Brown like to me, I think everybody kind of points to that as. Like him building out that band in the way that he did and the way he progressed musically, like ever the again, the architecture. There's of what nothing. Music there is, is gonna be nothing. Is all right there. Nothing compares to you and a James Brown, <laughs> James Brown, uh, bass, bassline, chorus, rhythm of blues, all the stuff you put together. Uh, even someone like remember Block Party and Dave Chappelle like hit me with a James Brown, bam. Like yeah. it just that's just it, it. It is. It's like there was a time when it wasn't. And then all of a sudden, it just that's just how it was. Cause, and that's why he's the godfather. Anyway, go ahead with your number two. My number two thing that I learned from funk music is that even if you don't dig it, don't mean it's not the thing or thing to do. Because it could be just for you, brother. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a song that also answers the age-old question. People! What you doing? Standing on the verge of getting it on, really getting it on. <laughs> uh, it's Standing on the Verge of Getting It On by Funkadelic, once again. I said <laughs> you're going to hear from them a lot, and you know here they are again. It's from their sixth album. They hit the name also Funk titled the title. Standing on the Verge of Getting It On uh, from 1974. One oh. of my favorite songs of all time. One of my favorite Funkadelic songs ever. Uh... This uh, this particular track opens with uh, how this episode is gonna open. So spoiler alert for Gavin. Okay. Uh, but hey there, lady, won't you be my dog and I'll be your tree and you can pee on me. <laughs> hey there, lady, won't you be my dog and I'll be your tree and you can pee on me. We will do you no harm except pee in your afro. That that yeah, dude. Dude, that's the intro of this song, but it just. It builds and builds and builds. Essentially, like, you know, even if you don't dig it, you know, if there's a lyric later on, uh, stick us in here and dig us one time, one time, one time, one time, and see, we're just for you. It's like, just, just give funk music a chance to win you over, because in the end, funk is one of those genres. If there was anybody to ever say to me, like, I get people that, like, it's not totally their bag or like they don't know a lot of it or they're not super into it. But if there's anybody that ever came to me and was like, funk music, hate that shit. I don't want to be friends with that person. Yeah. Why would it's you? It's just, it is a genre that like, if you don't find something in it 
just intrinsically that just makes you want to fucking move your body to me there's you may not be human and this is one of those songs in particular where i'm like it's essentially got like three or four different sections to it if there's not something that works for you in the midst of this (laughs) come on but it has one of the greatest call and response sections i've ever heard in any song which again people what to do Standing on, on the verge, verge of getting, getting it on, really getting it on. Okay, yeah, I've never heard it. People, what you doing? Standing on the verge of getting it on, really getting it on. People, what you doing? Standing on the verge of getting it on, really getting it on. It is like, it's one of those, I'm like, how did dad never, why was this not the one that he was like, no, this is, this is the, the P-Funk you got here. Yeah. But this is one I had to discover on my own. And it mainly also comes from that live performance on that DVD that I found. And it just, it's one of my favorites. I can't wait for you to hear it in the context of the episode. Again, I'll intro with it. You'll hear a little bit of it here, and we may outro with it. We'll see how things go. Might as well. Uh, I, I got one more, but it's time for your number two. Before I go to my number two, I meant to tell you, uh, get up off of that thing, 1976, James Brown's 46th studio album. 46th. Also, you said Afro earlier, and Dad had the biggest Afro in all of his yearbook pictures. Just for anybody listening still. You know yeah, that, right? If you can snag a digital photo of that, oh, maybe I could do that. that becomes the episode artwork for this. Yeah. Like, just kind of craft With the him text in his we'll afro. Weave him and Bootsy together. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Your number two, brother. Uh, my number two thing that I learned from funk music is that, um, Noah, as long as you're grooving, there's always a chance that somebody watching... Might want to make romance. Got to give it up by Marvin Gaye. Absolutely love this song. I, I'm you, not gonna hate on you. No, uh, it's, honorable mention it, for me. Like the thing I love about this is all of the stuff you hear in the background of people talking. That is literally they got they would get done recording. They just take a recorder to a party and just record the party sounds of just people out grooving and whatnot. And basically the song's like, hey, it is, yes. You know what? I used to stand around. I used to not do anything. I used to be up a bug on the wall, but my body set me free. I started moving around. I'm having a good grooving time. And hey, as long as you're grooving, 
there's a chance somebody watching you might want to, you know, see what's going on, make a little romance. Can't it can't is go one wrong of with the that. most infectious songs ever written, as far yes. as I'm concerned. This again defines exactly what I was just talking about. Where it's yeah. like, if you put this song on for somebody, it doesn't just like instantly put you in a great fucking mood. That you may have some serious issues. Like, yeah, I just yeah, this one just does it for me. It it should be on my list, objectively, but. I thought you might fit it on here, so I'm glad you did. I, I, I certainly did. Uh, I guess it's time for my number one. I think I know what your number one is. I, I would hope that you remembered this far. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I learned that everybody got a little light under the sun, under, under the, the sun, sun, under the sun, under the sun. And I just gotta say, okay, flashlight by Parliament. That's what we're talking about. We already talked about it earlier in the episode. I can't think of an instance before this song where I ever heard that, where the end of the song, you know, it's a funk song, so it goes on and on and on and on and on. Just when you think it's over and it completely fades out, then boom, it comes back with that right at the very tail end. And like maybe the only thing I can even equate it to is Shining Star by Earth, Wind, and Fire, the first time I ever heard that. When the very last section of that, everything drops out and it's just the vocal and it's shining stuff for you to see. But it sounds like, you know, we're coming back. Nothing else right there. It's like, boom. So, yeah, dude, that alone. And for me, when I think of funk music, I think of George Clinton. I think of Bootsy Collins and I think of Parliament Funkadelic. That is intrinsically what funk specifically unequivocal funk means to me and flashlight is one of the earliest songs i remember being introduced to atomic dog is right there with it uh as far as like stuff i remember hearing early on from dad yeah. specifically where i was like what is this but flashlight uh, that's the one i come back to again and again uh standing on the verge of getting it on at this moment is my favorite kind of song in the entire oeuvre of uh of george clinton but again, flashlight's going to be on any top ten list of funk music, and it should be. It is absolutely fantastic, and it gave me my number one lesson. And again, everybody's got a little light under the sun, you know. No matter how hard things are for you, just you know, look on the bright side of life, as they say. Works for me. Sure thing. You're number <laughs> one, brother. Roll us out. All right. Um. This guy, you could probably say, is more soul. Don't really care. When I think of funk music, this beat is what I hear. The number one thing that I learned from funk music is, I, I, I said I want to spread the news. That if it feels this good getting used, oh, you just keep on using me. Until you use me up.
Use Me by Bill Withers. Probably like a lot of people are going to fight you on this one. It's the funkiest he's ever gotten. I get he's a soul guy. I get you've got tons of other stuff from him that, uh, you know, just people will remember. But to me, like James Brown, like Stevie Wonder, you can argue that this song, that funky beat, and I just, that's what I think of. You can probably argue, yes, more rhythm and blues, but that's just that that beat man like i can't get it out of my head it's just whenever i hear it i'm just grooving okay i'm again this is your show not gonna fight you too hard on it bill withers i i agree this is it has funky elements to it but his voice again is so soulful to me it just yeah it's hard for you to get out of it but and listen i struggle with putting redbone on here and everybody I talked to was like, yeah, that could be funk, but I listened to it a bunch, and I was like, you know what? Come and get your loves a rock and roll song. That's a rock. So we can do that when we do 70s rock. Uh, but yeah, so that has been our top 10 funk songs, or things we learned from funk music. Again, we're going to we say, we've said it already once, not a lot of lyrical value, not a lot of like things to like gleam from them, but this show was also not just like a story thing. What I learned, it was still more of like, a way to talk about some of your favorite music under the guise of it being a lesson that it taught you. So if it didn't necessarily have a lyrical lesson to teach you, you could still learn from the vibe, the feel. And I mean, we said it. That's what funk's all about. That's just that's just how it is. Again, if you don't know it, you better ask somebody. If you don't like funk music, get the funk off this podcast, okay? <laughs> I've been trying to I've been trying to work that in all day. Okay. okay. Well, we finally got to it. Uh yeah. any honorable mentions you want to shout out? Uh I had I Wish on here. Um uh, Hollywood Swingin', Cool in the Gang. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boogie, Cool in the Gang. I didn't I mean those are fun funk songs, but they're not Get they, Down they, on it. I also had potentially for yeah. Cool in the Gang. Low Rider. Um, yeah. Fire. Um, right? Is that Ohio players again? It is Ohio player. Yeah. Uh, I had Fantastic Voyage, which we already mentioned, uh, Double Dutch Bus by yes. Frank E. Smith, uh, Daz by Brick, which you might know better as the uh, the backing track for No Vaseline by Ice Cube. Yeah. God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, what no else? Uh, Super Freak, which just, well, this technically a 79 song. I could have had it on here. Yeah. Uh, but with you, James, you, you know. Almost a genre unto himself. Yes. Uh, who? Uh, I had All Night Long by the Mary Jane Girls, tying in with Rick James. Uh, Call Me by Sky. Mary and, Jane's a Rick uh, James song I had on mine. Yeah. Um, it's Your Thing, the Isley Brothers. Uh, I was going to put Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, but I feel like that may could be considered more disco. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. That's a thin line to walk. Living for the city, that lady, uh, war, Edwin Starr, um, tear the roof off the motherfucker, give up the funk. Yeah, but that's I, mean, I feel like everybody knows on that. On. There's a lot of really obvious ones. I feel like. Tell me something good, Rufus. I don't know Rufus's last name. I think it's just Rufus. I think that is I think too. It's like Madonna. Yeah, or Prince. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you have any suggestions, if you think my, my number one was terrible, if you think Noah's List was better than mine, uh, if you love the show, you want it to be its own thing, I'm Ginger Beard Man on Instagram, and I'm StarlordBro on Twitter. If you hate this shit, uh, send all your stuff to thearchivee at gmail.com, because the 
the guy who runs that email and website, he makes decisions on what happens with this thing. So far, he's been nice enough to let me have have you know two shows out of the hundred that we have so far that uh, I can host. And um, I don't know, don't think I'm doing too bad of a job, but that's for you guys to decide. So I think we'll be coming back with some beach music, lighten the mood a little bit more. Not that funk's a dark thing, but you know, just different little broad spectrum talking yeah, maybe about. Maybe we should clarify for people. We don't mean like the Beach Boys. Yeah, we don't. We're not talking the Frogs, uh, Dick Dale. Dick Dale. No, we're none not of that talking shit. surf rock here. We're, we're talking fifties and sixties East Coast most music and and Motown. The Tim, the, they, the, the two are the embers. intrinsically intertwined, as we will see. How does the song go? What's that? That old bad drinking music. I'm talking about the Embers, the Tams, the Catalinas, the Catalinas. Yeah, yeah. I love beach music. We could just basically just talk about the song I Love Beach Music because it pretty much encompasses like every song that would probably be on our top ten. Yeah. Uh, but I already know my number one, which is just a complete gem, dude. And you're going to know it, but like everybody I ever play this song for is like, where can I find more of this? Is it Brenda? And I'm always like, I'm sorry, but I don't know if other songs like this exist. Is it it's Brenda? It's good. It's not Brenda. Okay. I do love Brenda, which will be on my top 10. Boy, oh Lord. Is it Miss We Grace? could almost roll into it right now. We could. I, I need time. Okay. I, need time. I mean, I, I, only what, need... I already know what my number one is. I mean, you too. All I need is 10 minutes. So we can come right back and do this. Anyway. Or we could do it tomorrow morning. Yeah, we could. Or if you, if you think beach music is uh, taking things off in a terrible direction and we should hit something else first. If there's an overwhelming fan response, pick a genre, guys. Like this is it's it's Gavin's baby, but we're yeah. We're I thought about by the seat of our pants. Probably, I think sure. what I'm gonna do, what we should do, is whenever you launch this, the post isn't gonna be hey go listen. It's gonna be hey I need another I need another I need another topic because I don't like the idea. I mean I like the idea, but I don't like the idea of like, oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that. Like I want some kind of fan response. So if you listen to this, if you made it this far. You know, tell me something good. <laughs> smooth. Dude, that dude. was fucking smooth. Just Podcast end it right now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I mean, if you if you have an idea, if you wanna if you wanna pick the next topic, I mean, I've been Gavin and and, and I've been Noah, and we just just you know tell us something good. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, okay, that was what I learned from funk music. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up and get out of here. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, good, I'm glad. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for having you in your own apartment. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't get to be a guest very often. I know. Only on Matt's show. You're still sitting in the same chair. Nothing changed. It's just that I'm talking first. <laughs> That's it. It's such a different dynamic, man. Yeah. I feel like all the pressure's off me. Yeah, no. we gotta stop talking like Christopher Walken when we read these Definitely. lyrics. Definitely. Uh, what voice would we do for beach music? I guess we could do Southern accents for that, but it's gotta be. Yeah, we gotta distinguish it from Southern rock. I don't know. Yeah, or we can just do characters for the rest of this thing. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just be characters. Yeah. Each ep- yeah, like when we do. <laughs> when we, <laughs> when we, we come back on the next episode, we're just like, "You a man now, boy." <laughs> Steve O'Keefe. Steve O'Keefe. Oh, Jessup. <laughs> I just, whenever we do 80s Brit pop, I want to be Morrissey. <laughs> no. And I'll be Robert Smith from the kid. <laughs> okay. And I'll be I'll whoever. Talk like this. I hope this will be pleasing to everyone's ears. If we can, uh, yeah. <laughs> we can all stifle our tears for a moment. Because, you know, boys, they don't cry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, yeah. mom and dad and uh my mom informed me that she had a bone to pick with me about the country music episode Uh-oh. she was very very serious about it <laughs> she was not pleased that i had one mr john denver <laughs> on my list at all because in her eyes he is uh quote not a country musician a, a folk musician so he should go on the folk episode y'all are recording and dad is like, funk, Kathy, funk. And she, it, it was just, it was a whole thing. She thought we said folk. We said funk. <laughs> Lots of confusion there. Uh, but then she continued to berate me for uh, for putting Country Roads Take Me Home on my list. Even though I had to, of course, point out that he did win Country Music Artist of the Year that year, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? I think so. Isn't that the whole Super Troopers joke? I believe so. Anyways, uh, yeah, so glad she listened, but uh, she said in the future, like, you know, if you have these questions or anything that comes up, you know, you can phone a friend and, like, involve me. And so I was like, well, why don't we just get you and Dad on a cast together and you guys can school us on whatever, like, you guys pick the topic. So maybe they need to be on beach music with us, actually. So we should talk to them about that. But yeah, dude, she was just hating on me for my John Denver pick. No comments about your list, so I guess you were off scot-free. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Cause I'm and the, then I'm the... she, she went as far to say, because in that podcast, of course, I say, it's one of those songs that I'm like, if you don't like this song, like, I feel like there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, there's something wrong with me, Noah, because I don't like that song. And I was like, <laughs> shit. So that's the most... Uh, most offended mom's ever been by a podcast. 
so far. Nothing to do with any of the language. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Uh, just uh, just John Denver. So just wanted to share that little commentary on our previous what I learned from uh, from our mother, uh, Mama Blanchard. Love you very much. Hope you enjoy this episode. Under the sun, under the sun, under the sun.